Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. It's the holiday season, man. We got the snow coming down here on the East Coast and really enjoying it. You know, we get to enjoy some football and basketball. Best best overlap DFS time, in my opinion, of the year. But really excited for this. We got a nice eight-game slate today on Saturday, December 16th. We're going to get into that. But I'm Josh Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, the man-goat, Travis Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Yeah, excited. Uh, football's wrapping up, though, uh, so we're kind of getting towards the end of twenty, uh, end of twenty seventeen here, and then we'll, uh, you know, go on twenty eighteen and get, uh, you know, the full swing of NBA season. So uh, it's an exciting time, though. Obviously, the overlap of football and everything is fun. College football going on, so it's a great, it's a great time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the only downside is the shoveling that we have to do over here on this side. But uh, <laughs> other than that, we enjoy this. We enjoy the, the holiday season. Got the tree up, and it's going to be a good time. But um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get into some of these games. But first, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. You can follow myself at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. And uh, Travis did the grind down today, as he's been doing, so make sure you go ahead and check that out on the main content page so you can see his deep insights, elite plays, secondary plays, all that good stuff on the Roto-Grinders content page. You can probably find it on the main page, so go ahead and check that out. But yeah, we got eight games, as I mentioned, so uh, let's hop into the analysis. First game on the slate we're going to be covering here, we've got the Portland Trailblazers in Charlotte against the Hornets. 204.5 is the game total. And Hornets are a four-point home favorite, so uh, we just got word that Kemba's probable to play. You know, which is uh, which is good, and maybe puts him into consideration here. Getting Lillard defense at home, we know that he has those good home road splits. Does better at home, Kemba Walker. But Travis, what's your take on this game here? Yeah, no, I I don't really uh, I don't really care for Kemba on this slate. I think he's pretty unnecessary in my opinion. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just not gonna play him here. It's just this game is not really one that's too appealing to me. I just think there's way better spots. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just not really interested on this Hornet side of the ball. It's just not too interesting. Uh, I, I they're getting a little more healthy. Uh, I get it, right? They're home favorites and everything, but it's just not the greatest matchup against the Portland team who's been better defensively. I mean, their defensive numbers have, you know, they were second in defensive efficiency and now they're at seventh and they've gotten, you know, it's obviously kind of regressed back to uh, more of a re- reality type number for that team. But 
I don't know. I just don't think this is really a spot that I want to target some of these guys. They're 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 priced up for uh, you know the production that they were having when they were all banged up, and they've gotten a lot a little more healthy. So I just think this is a good fade spot on the uh, Hornets for me. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for that side on the Trailblazers side of the ball. I think Lillard's a fine play, but he's a little priced up. And uh, like I'm not going to mess with Nurkic. Uh, he's just there's other centers I prefer. Uh, I think McCollum's a fine pivoted shooting guard if you don't want to play uh, Lillard and want to get exposure to this game. I think that's fine. You can go McCollum, but again, there's other guys. I'd rather play and a uh, little things like uh, you know he's one of the elite plays right it's just he's kind of expensive and there's other point guards I probably would rather pay up for but uh, I'm not doubting the spot he's in I think it's a fantastic spot for him against Kemba Walker defense yeah for sure and McCollum does draw the best matchup on the board we know uh, Charlotte ranks 30th in the league defending opposing shooting guards very very good uh, DVP here for McCollum and uh, you know he could get some good shots off on the wing now those numbers are tampered a bit because if you look that you see that Portland, um, a Charlotte rather, is actually pretty good at defending the three ball. Uh, they rank third, uh, no, fifth in the league at defending the three ball. So, uh, and 12th in the league at defending mid range jumpers. So, this is certainly, you know, they might give up a lot of points to shooting guards here, but uh, McCollum being like the pure scoring shooting guard that he is. Uh, I don't know if we should feed too much into that matchup. So I do think he's a good pivot, as you said, if you want to get some exposure to that backcourt in Portland. Uh, if you want to go cheaper than, than Lillard, by all means, go CGM. But uh, like you said, I don't I don't think there's any any great plays here that stand out to me. So uh, what do you think? Most likely just fade the game and move on to the next? Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing. And again, that's because I like don't play as many lineups as everyone else. Like uh, I'm more of like a you know couple lineup kind of person, run a cash game, run a couple tournaments and call it a day. Uh, so yeah, I, I just don't see myself, but I, I get it. I don't want to talk people off of like a good play, like Lillard or something like that. Like, I think he's a good play uh, for sure here in this spot. That's like the one play I'm really interested in from this game. All right. So let's move on to the next one. We got the Utah jazz in Cleveland against the Cavs. Two eleven and a half is the over under Cleveland, a 10 point home favorite, huge home favorite here. Big, uh, big game total here for the jazz, bigger than we usually see, obviously being lifted up by playing this Cavs team. So, uh, Travis, the the Jazz kind of in shambles, kind of putting out makeshift, you know, rotations, trying to figure stuff out, and it just doesn't. It's not a good time for them, and that's going to lead them to being ten point dogs here in this game. Uh, but uh, the Cavs, there might be some value here because if this game does get out of hand, it's going to be because some of these Cavs guys really go off. So, Travis, where are we focusing on this game? Yeah, so the Jazz side of the ball first is interesting, right? We just got news. Uh, Rudy Gobert is going to miss a month for the sprained PCL. Uh, I, I don't have word on Derek Favors yet. Like, that's the one thing I'm kind of waiting on. I don't know if he's playing or not, so I'm trying to really uh, figure out what to do with this uh jazz team because if favors doesn't play i mean there's guys that you have to be like having strong interest in on the jazz side i mean even if favors does play i think there's there's good plays but uh you know with no gobert favors gets a nice bump so i think he's a power forward option if he plays i want to play him if favors doesn't play i could easily see them instead of playing like fk udo who played 29 minutes yesterday i can see them going jonas jerebko on uh kevin love and just kind of going really really small which would obviously spread out some minutes for some of these other guys, right? Like Cephalosian, Joe Johnson, maybe get some time at the four, put like sliding Rodney Hood over then at the three and just giving Donovan Mitchell all of the run, uh, you know, at the shooting guard position. And just for 6,900 on DK, he is just way too cheap. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell should not be that price tag. And against a team like J.R. Smith defense, one of the worst defenders uh, against shooting guards at Cleveland Cavaliers team. How do we not like Donovan Mitchell? Like he's just in a fantastic spot on DraftKings. Love that price. And then Rubio too. He's too cheap 5k on dk 4.9k on fandle uh with with gobert out i mean 
you know, that's still going to, you know, force him to take some more shots. But if Favors is out too, I mean, that's just, then he's going to be forced to take a ton of shots. So uh, that Favors news is really important. I think if he's in, he's, he's a good play. And then if he's not in, I mean, he's just going to uh, put more shot attempts on some of these guards and just, uh, you know, make, make a lot more interesting plays here. So uh, there's a lot to love on the jazz side of the ball. And it's weird, right? I love a lot of the jazz players, uh, you know, going against a team like Cleveland, who's a fast paced team, uh, you know, just not the best on defense, but then there's this Cleveland team where I don't have like, any interest in it's really weird i mean i guess game stack sure it makes some sense but i don't know there's just not a lot to like uh if you look at the starting lineup right uh jay crowder jr smith and calderon all just really not appealing options against the slower paced team like utah and then it's like yeah lebron yeah he's matchup proof right any game you can play him sure but is he a guy it's not really is lebron james a good player the question is uh do we want to play LeBron James compared to some of the other studs on the slate? And for me, I kind of would rather pay down for Russell Westbrook. I'd rather pay down for, you know, pay for Giannis instead. He was in a pretty, you know, in at a pretty similar price tag in, you know, a better spot, in my opinion. And then Kevin Love, right? Center option. He's a good play with that has tournament uh, upside and a, a wide range of outcomes. And maybe I'm not interested in him because the price is up and he's more of a tournament play for me. And there's just other centers I like. So uh, I think I'm just shying away from, all these Cleveland guys, it's just kind of how uh, this slate is dictating for me. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, it, it's weird to see that I'm on a lot of these jazz guys and not on as many Cleveland guys, but that's kind of the approach I'm taking right now. And, uh, it's just kind of how things are shaping up. I, I get it, you know, and uh, I just want to say that I completely agree about Jarebko. Jarebko is going to be the guy for me on this slate for value, especially if favors out. Hit that lock button, get Jarebko in your lineups because he's going to get a ton of minutes, and he has so much, you know, rebounding upside against this Cleveland team. This Cleveland team has been struggling to defend the glass and defend the rim, and uh, Jarebko, that's kind of just where he picks up some extra points. He will pick up those rebounds, and he will score. He's not shy to put the ball up, which is good. You want that from a cheap value guy like this. 3500 on DraftKings is, you know, way, way too cheap over here. And, uh, you know, I think he's 3.5 on FanDuel as well, right? So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just super cheap, man. Like, uh, Jarebko is going to be the guy I really like. And I do agree about Mitchell on DraftKings. To me, he's a DK-specific play. His price on FanDuel at 7.8K, especially where it's locked into that shooting guard position. I think we could go other ways. But do like Jarebko. Cole a lot. And then I'm I'm a little bit uh, not on the same page here with you on the Cleveland side. I really do like Kevin Love with Gobera out, Travis. I think Kevin Love has a lot of value here on, on picking up a double-double. His price is still affordable. This Utah team ranks 24th in the league at overall rebounding with Gobert in the lineup. You take Gobert out of the lineup, they're dropping down a few notches, and there's just going to be plenty of rebounds up for grabs. And I think Love and Jarebko both put in work on the glass in this game. Uh, Love especially. I, I am not... I am not, uh, you know, worried about anyone stopping Kevin Love from grabbing rebounds in this game. He's going to go out there and he's going to do it. Another thing he does well is he shoots those three-pointers. And this Jazz team ranks 19th in the league at defending the three-ball. So Kevin Love, lots of value today. Really like him a lot. So uh, that's where I'm going to go on the Cleveland side. Not really much interest in anyone else, as you mentioned. But I I just find it hard that you don't love Kevin Love here. Well, I didn't say I don't love Kevin Love. I think it's just uh, there's other centers I'd rather play, right? Uh, there's two others that I'm really keying in on that I just think are better point per uh, dollar plays. And uh, I don't know. I'm not someone that runs 20 lineups. So it's hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to play Kevin Love. Uh, I think he's a fine play, but I just think there's better plays at center that I'd rather go to instead. And, uh, we, you know, with the value opening up and whatnot, too, I, you know, with possible guy like a Drebko and, and just other guys that I'd rather pay up for, you know, as we get further on, I just there's just 
there's other guys I'd rather play at that position. And it's just tough for me to fit him. That's all I, I get it. He's a fine play. He can, obviously he has upside, and, but he just has such a wide range of outcomes. He's typically not a guy that I, uh, I try to roster a ton. It's just, it, it, it always depends on the spot and whatnot. And I think this spot's a fine one. I think it's one that he can have a ton of upside. If he gets going from downtown, sure. He can have a big game. Right. But, uh, I'm just kind of, I think there's better center options that I think are going to win me the slate. And I, you know, got to, got to take a stand somewhere. So I, I think there's just other guys I'd rather play instead. Yeah. So uh, I get it. On FanDuel, I just wouldn't want to lock into my center position. I do agree with you on that. But on DraftKings with multi-position flexibility or fantasy draft, this is a guy that I want to get in my lineups. You know, so that's that's pretty much what it is. If I had to lock him into the center position, like on FanDuel, I could understand you could talk me out of that in certain ways because there are better options in center uh, overall. You know, point per dollar. But on a site like DraftKings or like I said, fantasy draft, where we have that positional eligibility. I am all about getting Kevin Love yeah, in there. Even, even on DraftKings, though, like, I just think there's so many, like, forwards and centers to like today. Like, I, I, I'll rattle them off as we get to them. Like, I'll, I'll specifically point them out. Like, I just think there's a lot of really good uh, really good ones. Like, you already talked about one, Jonas Drebko, right? Like, he could be, like, a screaming value on this site. So, it's like, that that roster spot's already going to be taken up. And, like, we'll, we'll get to them. There's a lot of forwards and centers that I like. So, it's just, it's kind of getting tough to tough to be able to roster them and yeah i don't know it's and again like another guy like Giannis, uh who we'll get to obviously he you can put him at forward eligibility so th- there's a lot of different guys that you can throw in there you know but uh it's it's interesting it's it's it's, it's a loaded slate at that position so it's tough for me you know i gotta make some cuts somewhere yeah we got plenty of games left to cover so let's get into the next one we got the oklahoma city thunder in new york at the garden against the knicks 202 and a half is the game total uh, Thunder only a four point favorite. Game's supposed to be close. And guess what? We got revenge, baby. Revenge time. We got Mr. Mello returning to the garden to play his old team, the Knicks. And for me, as a Knicks fan, this is going to be a very special moment to watch to see how this goes down. Have Mello versus Zingas. And I think that. Mello is going to take this very personally going against Porzingis because when he was in New York the last few years, especially when Porzingis came around, people are saying this should be Porzingis' team. Get rid of Mello. Mello's the cancer of the team. And now Mello has a chance to kind of just come in here to the garden and just remind everyone of who he is. And I think he's going to be amped up and ready to go and playing above the level he's been playing at because he hasn't really been playing at his best ability this season. And he is a bit on the older side, so I could get that. But I think Porzingis is also going to take this narrative to the bank and be like, listen, man, this is my team now. You know, it's no more just pass the ball to Melo and watch him shoot. I'm here now, baby. So uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. But I want to hear your take on this, Travis, because I love this narrative here in this game. Yeah, so there's already two forwards you like there, Josh. Uh, so yeah, I mean those are those are more guys that are taking up that Kevin uh, Love roster spot for you. But I, I like I don't like Porzingis that much. I think he's kind of too priced up for me. That's just uh, and he's like questionable. I'm just not going to mess with that. Like nine thousand dollars, ninety seven hundred on the industry. It's just too. I don't like the price tag on him. It's just especially with the injury situation. I'm going to pass. I think Melo's price tag is fine, right? Uh, it's it's a good one. Uh, it's sixty eight hundred and seven thousand. It's like right where it should be. Uh, it's not too little, not too much. It's just right. Uh, and I feel like you know the revenge, uh, you know, kind of puts a little cherry on top. Feels like I have a little more upside built in with that price tag. So I think he's a fine play. Again, there. There's some cheaper forwards that I like. I already talked about a Derek Favors. You already talked about Jarebko. Like one of those guys is going to be really interesting today. Uh, I think Mello Mello probably makes the cup, but it's uh, it's close because I just like like I said, 
Uh, I do worry that there might, you know, there might not be a ton of upside there. And I feel like the only reason there is the upside is because of the revenge. And he just like, will chuck up a ton of shots because he can obviously control that off of the triple overtime game too. Right. Doesn't that have you a little worried? They just played triple overtime. He just played 47 minutes. This is a guy who depends on his jumper for his upside. So uh, I know we're always worried about uh, back to backs guys with their jump shots. So, uh, you know, just, I don't know. It's something to be concerned about if you think he's going to have high ownership because of this revenge as well. So I don't know. I'm not like all in on it like I normally am on like a, a, a good revenge spot, but uh, it's definitely juicy. I get it. Other than that, on the Thunder side of the ball, I think it's like mainly Russell Westbrook, right? And again, you might, uh, you know, I just talked about how I'm worried about a guy who's a jump shooter on, a, you know, second half back to back, but Russell Westbrook is not human. He is a robot, a cyborg. He is everything. He just, he does not care uh, what you have to say. And against the uh, Jared Jack defense, like this is just a beautiful spot. And we kind of look at the Thunder. And uh, if you look at their just like defensively, they're kind of like a funnel defense. Like they really are not the Thunder, the uh, the Knicks. They're really like a funnel defense. They just really can't stop opposing guards. And what is Westbrook, right? Uh, you know, he's a guard and he should absolutely dominate Jared Jack defense. That's not going to be a problem for him. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough for me not to love uh, Russell Westbrook in this spot. Uh, not a big fan of like, you know, going like, anyone else really though like i'm not messing around with this nick situation there's a ton of value on this slate uh if porzingis is out sure it makes some guys interesting it'll make a kyle o'quinn intriguing a michael beasley uh and then it worries about the blowout factor right that's definitely something to consider and hornacek messing with minutes so i don't know i'm not really interested on the nick side of the ball it's mainly just westbrook and carmelo anthony who are the guys i'm considering yeah it's just um it is an interesting spot i, I am very sparing with the use of Carmelo Anthony, especially the last few seasons, I haven't really used him much in DFS unless it was a very specific spot. And I do think that this is a good spot to use him. Now, it could backfire because Melo is like the king of letting you down. And, and I am all about saying his upside is pretty capped nowadays. We're not going to see him hit that 60-70 threshold. Uh, I don't think we'll see that ever again from him in, in the DFS. Uh, I don't think we're in that DFS era anymore of Melo putting up games like that. But I do think... That for his price tag here, he does have huge upside. But I do agree with you with Porzingis. He is priced up a bit. Uh, I don't mind him as a tournament play, but I definitely wouldn't trust him in cash. So, But like you said, Westbrook too. Westbrook is a great play. Um, I think that there's a few spots we could go here, but I don't think we have to chase too heavy because the game total is a bit lower than other games on the slate. So uh, I think we're, we're pretty much on the same page here. Anything else you want to mention or should we move on to the next one? No, and yeah, I think it's like a bit lower because like, you know, the, the Thunder were just off a triple overtime game back to back and like the Knicks, I don't think they're expecting Porzingis to play. So I think that's part of the reason why this, this game could be really ugly and just not one that you really want to get exposed to. Like at first look, you would think it was one, but eh, I don't know. It seems like one that's uh, like obviously looking at some other uh, games I think I have more interest in. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a weird one that that Knicks Thunder game, especially that triple overtime play, coming into play. And also remember that Cantor is playing hurt, so you should definitely keep that in mind. And uh, that, that yeah, uh, he's like yeah, he's he's like an easy like fade spot. He's there was like a quote that came out like three days ago that was like he's forty to fifty percent and he's still playing through it. And he's that kind of guy, right? That's like oh, I'll grind through it, I'll fight through the injury, I don't care. So I don't know. I think he's just a guy to stay away from right now. Yeah, I just want to let everyone know he's not healthy. You know, he's just not healthy. And and if uh, if it comes down to the stretch they are going to put Beasley out there instead of Cantor if he's not feeling right uh, which they they did a few nights ago and it really burned a lot of people so uh, but yeah let's move on to the next game now we got the Phoenix Suns in Minnesota against the Timberwolves 218 there's a nice big game total for you Travis 
And uh, the T-Wolves, 12-point home favorites. Man, it's uh, crazy seeing the T-Wolves being such heavy favorites nowadays, but they've got a team to do it. So, uh, Travis, is this kind of a, a scary situation here, or what, what, how do we handle this now with such a big spread? Yeah, no, this isn't a scary situation. I get it, right? Big spread, but who cares, man? It's the it's the it's the Phoenix Suns, right? Like the uh, they're they're the best to, to roster guys against. Even even if this game, like even if this game does blow out, right? Like like this is Tom Thibodeau, right? Minutes equal money. Like he's the guy. Like he doesn't care. He runs his guys into the ground. Like are we really thinking that Tom Thibodeau is going to take his guys out in the fourth quarter? Nah, he never does that. He always plays his guys. It doesn't matter. So I mean. Yeah, like another reason why, again, it's kind of tough for me to roster Kevin Love, right? I got Taj Gibson here. Uh, he's in a really good spot. Kind of getting priced up. I think he's more of a fan duel play. Uh, that's kind of where I'm really thinking about it because, like, where I have to play two power forwards, I think that's where he becomes more in play. And, like, 6,200 is starting to get priced up. But there's upside there against, uh, you know, the worst team at defending uh, power forwards. And then we got Carl Anthony Towns. This guy's been on an absolute tear. Like, uh, you know, I'm not really, like, you know, I hate like just reading game logs off because it just sounds really lazy, but like that's the production you're getting. And in his last four games, he's averaging 58.5 DraftKings points. Here's his last, uh, here's his last four games, 69.5, 57, 54, and 53.5. I get it. 9,600 is expensive, but he's playing against the the Suns and the Suns are not that good. He's been getting a lot more production recently. It seems like uh, Thibodeau is really just kind of like, you know, like uh, kind of uh, backed off on like the whole uh, Jeff Teague uh, show and really got in the ball more in uh, Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Jimmy Butler's hands. So, uh, you know, last time out against Phoenix, which was on uh, November 26th, he had 54 drafting points. I mean, this is just a great spot for Carl Anthony Towns, the 5X. So uh, it was with even more upside, obviously, because of the type of player he is. So love Towns in this spot. Guy that I think is going to go for 50 fantasy points tonight is uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's just in a great spot here, too. He's cheap uh, on, on FanDuel, 9700 a little expensive, but uh still think he's a fine play. But on DraftKings, $9,000. I mean, geez, uh, Jimmy Butler is just a fantastic spot. I think he could absolutely go go insane here. So I, I, I'm thinking a nice 50-point fantasy game for Jimmy Butler here is uh, in play. So give me, give me Jimmy Butler. He's another guy to like. And then Jeff Teague, he's definitely lost some production, right? If you kind of look, it correlates with Butler. Uh, you know, if you look at the game logs of Butler in the last four games, then look at, uh, you know, look at Jeff Teague's. You can see right there, there's there's some correlation there of why, you know, he hasn't been as successful, but it's a great spot there. And if you watch the game, too, you can tell it just hasn't, hasn't had as much ball, uh, ball responsibilities. So uh, Butler's been really just taking over and T gets a great matchup, right? Uh, 30 uh, Suns are ranked, uh, you know, like the worst in the league against uh, against opposing point guard. Jeff Teague is in a fantastic spot. He's a good tournament play. Cash games, he's not a bad play too, but uh, I'll probably be getting some other Timberwolves in my cash games where it's like, eh, I don't know if I'll be playing Teague instead, but I think he's a fine cheap cash exposure if you can't make it work and you want still want to get exposure to him. But uh, love everything about this game, except Andrew Wiggins. That guy's just way too points dependent. It's been super frustrating. Uh, if, if you feel like the need to get him in there because it just helps you get a number Timberwolves in there for cash exposure, I don't hate it, but it's really not a fun roster. And whenever I roster Andrew Wiggins, it's always uh, very uncomfortable and not a fun time. But it's the right, it's the Suns, right? Anyone can score against the Suns. And that game environment fits him well, right? The up and down, no defense type of play. So I get it. I understand the play of him, but there's just other guys I prefer. So uh, yeah, I love the Timberwolves. I just want to load up on them here in this spot, Josh. So that's kind of it for the 
it for Minnesota. Just uh, want to get all the exposure to them. I get the worry of the blowout, but uh, yeah, now that I'm done battling about them, what's your take on Minnesota? Oh man, I love I love me some Jimmy Butler, man. Step aside, Jeff Teague. This is Jimmy Butler's offense now, man. He's doing his thing. Jimmy Minutes is back. Real good reemergence. Do love his price tag on DraftKings, as you mentioned, at 9K. And what do we love playing against those Suns, man? We love playing guards, right? They're absolutely terrible at defending guards. And uh, so I do like Taj Gibson, as you mentioned, too. I think Taj is fine. His price tag just keeps staying suppressed. So keep playing him as, he's, as long as he's cheap and gets good matchups like this. Uh, I'm not going to pay up for Towns on the slate. I think, you know, I get it. I think it's a fine play. But I uh, just don't want to spend my cap there. But... Here's where we disagree, man. I love me some Andrew Wiggins on this slate, especially in tournaments. I feel like he's going to go way under-owned. I feel like he has legitimate 6-7x ux- upside here. Uh, maybe even 8x upside if he has if he has like a crazy game where he just goes nuts. Um you know, Wiggins. yeah, I'm just, I'm just sick of, I'm just sick of rostering a man. Like it's just, uh, I haven't rostered him a ton, but like it's like I just, oh, this guy's been. I feel like it's fatigue over the last three years. It's not just this season. It's like this feels man, like this guy's it feels like the Andrew Wiggins game. I'm sorry, Travis. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a great spot for it. I get it. Uh, and yeah, last time out he had 38.25 drafting points. I get it, 100. It's a great game for him. And so I don't want to talk anyone off it completely, but it definitely, you know, how many times have we said this feels like the Andrew Wiggins game, and then he puts up 22 fantasy points? Uh, I don't know. I wish I had like a tally of how many times we've thought that, and then uh, it never comes through. But uh, I get it. Uh, it's I, I understand why you love him in tournaments. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, everyone's looking at the left hand, which is Jimmy Butler and the right hand, which is Andrew Wiggins, is going to be the one to throw the punch. You know what I mean? So that's what's going to happen. I really feel like this is going to be – I think Butler is a great play, and I think he's going to do he's going to do fine. But, uh, man, I just feel like it's a Wiggins game. And you're going to think I'm crazy for this, but one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate is going to be Gorgie Dang. I think Gorgie Dang is in a great spot here, man. Uh, you know, he's been playing minutes. He gets a, he gets a great matchup here against – uh, against Phoenix, and I just feel like if this game does get out of hand, we're going to see lots of Gorgie Jang minutes playing down low, especially sliding over to five to get you know to get Towns some rest. I know you you know they are kind of shorthanded too. You got to look at that and see you know how many guys do they have to play throughout rotations. If if Gorgie Jang gets like twenty five to thirty minutes tonight, he's going to absolutely smash at that price tag of thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. So uh, I, I do like Gorgie Jang on DraftKings a lot with the flexibility and positions, the utility spots there too. So just want to put that out there as a play am i crazy for that travis uh no i mean it's not absolutely crazy right he's uh you know he's been better and getting more minutes but uh yeah just it's just eating into your kevin love exposure josh that's all gorgie dang car anthony towns uh Taj Gibson, just just eating in the Kevin Love exposure. That's all. So I'm just 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 gonna keep pointing it out every time. It's, every time we talk about a forward, <laughs> can we just play all forwards tonight? That would be awesome. If we could just do that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those slates, right? Yeah, it's one of those slates where there's so many forwards and centers to like. But again, I'm just I'm gonna point it out every time because by the end of the by the end of this podcast, you're gonna be like, I don't know how I'm getting exposure to Kevin Love. I don't know. I'm gonna be sitting there just like forward, 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 forward. Where are my guards? But uh, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to slide over now to the Phoenix side. Is there anyone here that you have any remote interest in? Because for me, uh, I just feel like I don't know where these minutes are going anymore. It's kind of throwing me off. So, uh, Yeah, so there's like – there. I, I don't really want to play these guys, but I, I get it, right? If you expect – like if you want to load up on Timberwolves, it makes sense like – 
you know, load up on the other side in like a game stack tournament with some suns. Because uh, if, if you get the right suns right, I mean, this is going to be the winner uh, for sure. If you if you stack up the Timberwolves and the game is close and you get the right suns, like that is going to be the GPP winning team for sure. Uh, I don't know if it will happen, but it's definitely possible. And uh, TJ Warren, right, 6,400 is pretty cheap for him for a guy that just has, you know, takes a ton of shots. He's going to take at least 15 or more shots. He has a massive usage with no Devin Booker. He's at like 29%. So he's definitely someone to consider, uh, I think, on DraftKings specifically for 6400 Again, another forward to like, I think he's uh, an interesting play. Not someone to get in my cash games, but I think it's more so if, like, if I have a team that has like a lot of Timberwolves, I'll probably run it back with like a TJ Warren. Also, don't hate running it back with like a maybe Tyler Eulis. Uh Jeff Teague has done a little bit better job on the defensive end of the floor. So definitely something that's been, uh, you know, definitely something that, you know, is uh, it's a little concerning. But, you know, Tyler Eulis, he's a guy that's just at 4300 If you look at guys in that price range, who has upside to hit like, you know, 35 to 40 fantasy points in that price range. He's one of those guys. So again, I understand if you want to throw him in a stack, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't want to get too much exposure to the Suns. Uh, what about you? Yeah, it depends on what um, what TJ Warren we get. Do we get uh, the TJ Warren that goes, you know, five for 15 or do we get the TJ Warren that goes nine for 20 with, you know, with eight rebounds, you know, and gives you that, that decent game. Like, I, I just don't know. Uh, or not, or not what twelve for nineteen with you know, with three steals. Like what what TJ Warren are we gonna get? Is his shot gonna fall? And TJ Warren has been an absolute killer to me this season. A few times, there's been a few nights where I got everything right, and uh, TJ Warren was the guy that was in a great spot and ended up just completely tanking and missing shots and just not looking right on the court. So uh, and, and also he fouled out last game against Toronto. Let's not forget that he does have the ability to get into foul trouble. And these Minnesota guys are very good at drawing fouls. So uh, I'm gonna be a little bit nervous here with TJ Warren. I do think that he's the only son that you could really look for when it comes to, to upside. They have played each other twice, but Booker was in both of those games. And uh, in those two games, TJ Warren's averaged 38 minutes and 35.5 DraftKings points. So just want to point that out there that uh, the last time they, the last two times they played, uh, he's done he's done decent, you know. But uh, it's just, ugh, I don't know, man. It, it just for me. Oh, and also Gorgie Jang has averaged over a fantasy point per minute in this matchup against Phoenix. So just wanted to mention that too uh, for my take from earlier. But yeah, uh, TJ Warren would be the only guy I'd be interested in, really. I'm not going to play the, the the roulette game of picking the Suns. I'll leave that up to someone else, and if, if they get it right and they end up taking out a huge tournament, good for you. But for me, I'm just going to have a hard time doing that tonight. Yeah, so it's just one of those things I feel like just I want to mention is like, and I said it before, but if you're like making 10 like Minnesota like teams, like, or you just keep like jamming Minnesota in your in your lineups because they're in such a great spot. It's one of those things where like, if you don't run it back with like a, a sun here and there, you're going to be like, man, why didn't I at least like get one team with like a TJ Warren or two? So uh, I don't know. It's just something I wanted to note and mention because it feels like one of those things where if that game does stay close, uh, some of these suns are going to be necessary and it's just going to be such an easy uh, game winning stack of the slate. All right, so let's move on to the next game. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks in Houston against the Rockets. 221.5 is the game total. And the Rockets, 11-point home favorites in this game. Uh, Travis, you mentioned Giannis earlier, the Greek freak, so it sounds like you got some interest. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us where you're looking in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think he's in a great spot. He's priced up, kind of expensive. That's 
no one issue, but I, I mean, a spot against the Rockets, like uh, if this game stays close, right? Like Giannis is going to go for a massive game. So I think he's in a fantastic spot and just like this uh, pace against the Rockets and just the up and down, like, uh, you know, type of style play that the Rockets have uh, just, I mean, it's, it's a great spot. So I, I don't, I don't see how you don't want to have interest in him. The problem is just like, do you want to pay that price tag? You have the money for it. Uh, so I'm going to try my best to get exposure to him and I'm hoping I'm able to, cause he's in a good spot. I also like Chris Middleton, right? If you can't like, uh, you know, spend up on Giannis, I think uh, getting Middleton is a, is a perfectly fine play here for only 6,900 on DraftKings over there. I mean, he's in a good spot. I think he's a, you know, good cheap way to get exposure to this, uh, you know, high total 221.5 team total. So uh, I don't mind going the Middleton route too. That might be what I do instead in cash games to kind of get exposure to it. But I think Middleton's a good play. And then even though I hate Eric Bledsoe, he's going up against his former teammate, Chris Paul, good friend. So that's a, that's a little narrative street there. Maybe he's again, Chris Paul defense is really good and not something I love to target, but uh, if I'm game stack, I don't hate maybe mixing him in. So about the Rockets out of the ball a little bit, though. I mean, Chris Paul, he's a guy that I definitely want to get exposure to. Uh, people say, you know, Milwaukee, they're they're so good at stopping point guards, but like this is Chris Paul. Like I really don't care. Like it's he's just matchup proof. He's eighty six hundred, uh, pretty priced up, but uh, you know, last four game or last five games, averaging fifty five uh, DraftKings points per game. Last two games, right, sixty two DraftKings points against the Spurs, who are the uh, best in the league at defending point guards. So he doesn't really care about who, how good you are at defending him. He's Chris Paul. Uh, and then against Charlotte, he had 62.75. So the last two games, absolutely crushing it. Have to have some interest here in, uh, you know, in this team. So, yeah, uh, Chris Paul's in a good spot. My favorite play on the Rockets out of the ball. And uh, another reason why I was, uh, you know, bashing Kevin Love and saying there's just better plays is uh, Clint Capella. He's just in a fantastic spot. Problem is now he's questionable, which really kind of frustrates me. But that price tag on DK is way too cheap. 6700 for a team like the Bucks, who, again, we talked about how, uh, you know, I talked about before, you know, Russell Westbrook, the, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the production is going to be funneled to him because of the way the Knicks uh, play. That's kind of how the Bucks are, right? They, uh, they're better at defending all the other positions except the uh, center position where they're absolutely terrible. And Clint Capella has just been a monster all season long. It just feels like he's a lock for at least like a 30, you know, 30 uh, DraftKings points with upside built in, right? He could easily have one of those massive uh, Clint Capella type games. So I love him in this spot. I do worry about him because he's questionable. I wasn't able to see what the reason was. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Josh, how about you? Uh, you talk about the, uh, talk about what you think about this game and then I'll get back to it. Obviously too, real quick, James Harden, he's a great play as always like, uh, matchup proof type guy, but I just, uh, if I ranked him, I'd go Capella first, Paul second, and then uh, Harden third. Yeah, I, I'm not as in love with Capella as you are on the slate, but I, I get it. I do love CP3. I think Chris Paul is is probably the top play in this, uh, on the Rockets side, and, and um, I put Harden behind him. I'm not really going to chase Harden today at this price tag, but Chris Paul, man, just really going to load up on him. He just looks so focused out there on the court, making plays. He's a big playmaker, and uh, that's what they need, especially in a home game here against the Bucks. I think the Bucks will put up more of a fight than the spread suggests. So I uh, just want to put that out there. I do think that we'll see this game stays relatively close until probably the end of the fourth quarter, if that. Um, I do like Giannis a lot. If I can find a way to get him in, I will comfortably, but I'm not going to like go out of my way to force him. But this is a game where he should do pretty well. And uh, and Eric Bledsoe, too. Uh, I think Eric Bledsoe has been doing – he's been doing well. His price tag has adjusted up a little bit. But if you're going to – if I was going to pick between Bledsoe and Middleton, I'd probably go Bledsoe just because I feel like he'll come out lower ownership than Middleton. So I do see Middleton getting – 
becoming popular today on this slate would make sense. But yeah, for me, it's just going to be like CP3. I'm going to definitely try to find a way to get him into my lineups. And if I can find a way to get Giannis in, that'll be nice, but I'm not going to force it and maybe sprinkle in some blood. So too in tournaments, but that's about it for me in this game. Yeah, I think that's fine. I'm just shocked. You don't like Capella here in this spot on DraftKings, but uh, yeah, him being questionable is uh, frustrating now. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm very annoyed about that. Cause he was going to be one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite plays on the slate, but now I got to kind of uh Wait and see, and that's going to be annoying. I'm just worried about him and uh, John Henson getting tangled up because Henson's a very like physical center, you know. So uh, I know Capella could lose his head a little bit. He's, he could get into foul the Bucks trouble. are so the Bucks are so bad at defending centers, though. I mean, they are absolutely terrible. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's John Henson's been getting killed all year long. I ain't worried about Capella, you know, getting tangled up with him. He 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 should just absolutely smash John Henson here. Yeah, I'm just saying if if you know. If Capella gets into a peeing contest with John Henson, it's not going to end well for Capella. That's my point. So, yeah, we'll have we'll have to see. We'll have to see how. Hens- it goes, Dude, but, Henson's uh, like yeah. if you watch Henson, he's like one of the best like needling centers in the league. He just he sends like like other centers like on such tilt, like just puts them in like straight tilt mode. Just you got to you got to see how he does it. He's very good at that playing mind games with other centers. And, I don't uh, know. I don't know one. what he's been doing this year, then, because like I said, the uh, the Bucks have been getting destroyed by center, so they're not. They're not uh, giving, keep attacking it. They're not giving him enough minutes. That's what it is. You know, they're not giving Henson enough minutes. He needs more minutes out there. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll move on to the next game. So you love Capella. We'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah. So it's, I don't think he's a bad play. Let me just say that I'm not. I'm not saying he's a bad play. I just I'm not as interested as you are. And I, and uh, obviously keep an eye on the news with this questionable tag. So uh, we got okay. So ne- next game on the slate, we've got the Clippers in Miami against the Heat. Two hundred five and a half is the game total, and the Heat are a six point home favorite. Uh, Travis, we've got these Clippers. They're all hobbled up. We you know like no Blake Griffin. Um, you know, Lou Williams has been just like the star of the show in town now. Uh, all these other guys like Teodosic and, you know, Wilson. And uh, who was the kid last night that we all played that uh, that point guard? Juwan Evans. Uh, yeah, Juwan Evans. And, you know, I played Decker last night and that was miserable. Like, you know, it's just like not a good not a good time for the Clippers. And they're going against the Heat here. Um, you know, they got... Olenek starting in the center position now, and uh, James Johnson's been doing pretty well. But just it just the whole game just feels like deflated for me for the most part. I think we can find some value probably somewhere here, but uh, let me hear your take on it, Travis. Oh yeah, I mean I think there's good value here, right? It's not the it's not the sexiest game on the slate, but both sides of the ball, I think there's tons of value. Just there, both teams are banged up, and there's a lot of right routes you can go. I think. Uh, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Tio Dasik. I don't know how to say his name, but he he's a he's a really interesting play uh, throughout the industry. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings both has has an interesting price tag. So I'm gonna get exposure to him. Is guessing he's going to play? They rested him because of mandatory reasons, right? I think it's because it was a they didn't want to play him on the first half of back to pack and rather play him on the second half. So uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a fine play, someone to get exposure to. But I mean, the real guy to play is uh, I mean DeAndre Jordan on on DraftKings, 7300. Uh, just, just way too cheap at the center spot. Uh, yesterday, you know, he had a game only at 37 point, uh, what is it? 37.5, uh, DraftKings points. And people might say, oh, you know, uh, you know, oh, he was terrible yesterday. Might not go back to the well with him. He wasn't terrible. He was just, eh. uh, he 5X, but people were expecting more, right? From what he's been doing recently. So they might be, uh, you know, a little upset about it, but I don't care. I'm going to go back to the well with him. He's just in a fantastic spot for me. So give me, uh, DeAndre Jordan. I think he's a really, really good play. 
uh, sign me up. Like, I just love him in this spot. I, I also think you definitely have to, you know, have to want to get exposure to, uh, like Lou Williams. He's a little priced up. That's the only problem, but I think he's someone that obviously has upside and can, uh, explode on any night. So he's someone to, someone to consider and he gets Deion Waiters defense, right? He's one of the worst defenders in the league against shooting guards. So, uh, can't hate him in this spot. There's just a lot, a lot to like, uh, with the, with the Clippers here. So what about you, Josh? What do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about this Clippers team? DeAndre Jordan is the guy I'm going to go with for sure. Uh, to, you know, just to like, I think Lou Williams is, is fine too, but his price has crept up. Um, but if I was going to pick two guys I really want to target from this game, it's going to be DeAndre Jordan. And on the other side, I'll, I'll target James Johnson. But for me, I don't want to go too crazy with this game. Yeah, and again, uh, I mean, I didn't get to talk about the Heat, but there we go, Josh. A center, a forward that you have to like that, you know, is – Probably better than Kevin Love today. Uh, I don't know if he is for sure, but it's just a, it's fun to keep going at it. Uh, but I, I mean, he, James Johnson's just been incredible, right? It's hard to like really ignore what he's been doing. He's just been absolute monster. And I think uh, you know, six thousand dollars on DraftKings, six five hundred on Fanduel, and just like you know, the the Fanduel logs are great on him. I mean, he has at least thirty uh, Fanduel points in his last four games or more. I uh, just have to love what he's been doing. So I. You know, we, we've seen this with him, right? When he kind of gets going uh, and, you know, gets more uh, ball responsibilities, he just really, like, flourishes. So I like him. Also, Kelly Olnick, he's only 4900 on DraftKings, which is kind of a crazy price tag. You got Deion Waiters, too. He's just been he, you know, he has upside at this price, like 5,300. He hasn't been hitting his shots recently, but if those shots knock down, he is going to, you know, explode for a big game in tournaments. I think he's coming. You want someone you had exposure to. And then uh, I don't really ever talk about Goran Dragic. So I'll just say this, just like it, before you roster him, just stare at that game log and be like, can I really do this? Or, or are there better plays that I can play instead? He's just been terrible. Like I can't explain why he should be better. I don't know why he's not better, but just look at what he's been doing. It's been awful. I won't play him. And I just don't think it's necessary to, but again, I think there's some really good, uh, you know, value plays that we can get exposure to. There's some upside we can exploit in tournaments, uh, based on the injuries. So I, I think both sides of the ball have some interesting plays. Yeah. I think they just changed their offensive approach a bit and that's kind of left tragic more out of the equation than he was before as far as uh, putting up recordable stats, but he's still a very good real-life point guard. You know, that's just... Um, we're looking for fantasy purposes here, and that's why you're not seeing a lot of output out of Dragic, but... Um, yeah, that's it for, for this game, I think, right? You ready to head on to the next one? Yep, let's go to the next one. All right, we've got the Dallas Mavs. Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks. Again, San Antonio Spurs, 197 is the game total. Really low game total here. Um, the Spurs are... Seven point favorite at home here. Uh, I don't know, Travis. This is kind of you get excited about this game because I don't. Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm good. I don't need to really be playing many people <laughs> from Dallas and San Antonio. I I understand like Lamarcus Aldridge. If you want to play him, he's seeing a pretty big usage. Kawhi coming back right now. He's only seeing like mid teens minutes. If he starts seeing in the twenties, then it's going to start eating the to Aldridge production more. Uh, you know, he had a good game the other day, right? This is a, a bad Dallas team at defending. Uh, you know. Defending uh, the rebounds and whatnot, so he could obviously eat here. But I don't know this. This game is terrible. I don't really want to touch it. I get those injuries on Dallas too, but I, why, why would I attack the Spurs? There's just too much good value. I've already talked about. Uh, just, just I'm crossing this game off. Uh, there's some arguments for a couple plays, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, this is like clash of the down pace teams. So I'd be like I wouldn't be surprised if this game is like a 92 to like 84 game. You know, so um, I mean. You- 
I mean, yeah. you think you think this is Clash of the Down Pace team. Get ready for the next one. Oh my god, I know. Let's just slide into that because I'm looking at that right now and just like cringing. So we've got <laughs> we've got we got the Celtics against the Memphis Grizzlies. One ninety three is the game total. That's right. You didn't hear me wrong. One ninety three is the game total. The Celtics are a road favorite with an implied game total of ninety team total of ninety nine points. So that makes them a, a five point favorite here. Um, uh, I don't know. And Tyreek is questionable now too. So like, if Tyreek sits, like, do we have to play Chalmers and Harrison? Like, does that open up those gates? I don't know where we're supposed uh, to go. I, I'm not playing Chalmers. I mean, he's he's been terrible. I get it. Maybe he explodes here, but I'm I'm not going with that one. I, Harrison's been good. I I think he's someone to have some interest in. He's been a lot better. I'd rather ride the hot hand with Harrison if I had to, but. I really don't want to be, and I don't think I need to be going down this uh, rabbit hole tonight. Uh, I get it though, right? Like Harris has been interesting, right? Listen to this. 23 minutes, 24 fantasy points, 30 minutes, 35.75, 30 minutes, 27.25. So he's been good. Uh, I just don't know if it's, it's not the right spot, right? It's just, we have the best defensive team going into the grind house, right? I mean, this just has like defensive gritty grind game written all over it. Like a game, a game that like your dad and grandpa really want to go to and like, not a game that like you and I would go want to see, you know, we would want to fire up the nets and the suns and watch all the fantasy points. Uh, they would want to watch this grinded out game. So uh, this is one that I'm not getting exposure to. I think there's value there. I understand with the injuries, there's, 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 there's some stuff to like on the Memphis side of the ball with Evans being out. So I'll kind of like take the wait and see approach, but I'm, I'm going to try my best to just go other routes. Cause I think there's just better plays that I can go instead. So that's kind of how I'm going to approach it. And even Boston, I know there's some injuries there uh, with Marcus Morris being out and with Daniel Thies, uh, you know, being questionable, but I don't know. I just, it, there's there's not as many appealing options. I already talked about enough plays that I prefer, so that's kind of how the route I'm going to take. If you love defense, you'll love this game, man. This is going to be like one of those games. But uh, he said your dad and grandpa would love this game. But yeah, okay. So I, I agree. I just have a hard time just targeting teams with you know implied totals, team totals of under a hundred points. It just it just seems kind of I, I'm not worried about a late night hammer. In, in this slate, you know what I mean? I'm not worried about if I if I end up doing, uh, you know, really well and crushing it, like if I'm at the top of the leaderboard in a tournament, I'm not worried about like someone game stacking this game and catching up. So, uh, so yeah, that, that should say enough as it is. Uh, I'm, I'm just not going to chase here. So I think we're on the same page with that. But yeah, so uh, that's it. We covered the slate. Let's move on to our lock and load segment of the show here we're going to tell you which player is our lock and load for the slate. So, Travis, you want to kick us off, or should I go ahead? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off. And uh, I mean, obviously, it depends on like you know sites and whatnot. Uh, so, I'll, I'll kind of get uh, I'll kind of get site specific with you. I'll give you one on DraftKings, Josh, and then I'll give you one on FanDuel, and then you can uh, in, in between I'll do the DraftKings one first, and then in between you can give your favorite, and uh, then I'll give you my FanDuel. So DeAndre Jordan is my lock and load on DraftKings. I mean, 7,300 is just too cheap. Like, this is the smash spot for him. I'm, I'm all in on him. This is just too good of a spot for him. Uh, likely, whenever I make a DraftKings team today, it's going to have DeAndre Jordan. So uh, I'll, I'll load up on him. I'm not worried about Kelly Olnick or uh, James Johnson really be able to hold him down. So uh, give me give me all the DeAndre Jordan on DraftKings. Uh, who's your lock and load play uh, for the day today, Josh? Uh Man, I wish we knew the favors news because it make it a lot easier. Yeah, that, that's big news. It definitely is. So it's kind of frustrating. But, yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, they're, they're, I'm looking at that, too. I was looking at that same thing. Like, favors is in a fantastic spot if he plays. I get it. Yeah. Um, so I will go with on DraftKings we're talking about right now. 
Um, uh, you can go. You can go both sites, or you know, go site specific. It's up to you. Uh, hmm. On DraftKings, give me Mellow. I'm locking in Mellow as my lock and low on DraftKings. I, I love this, and, and it's probably part of me being, you know, the Nick fan. So this is an interesting narrative for me. But I still think it's going to be an awesome game to watch. And I do think Mellow's going to come out shooting. So, uh, and I think he comes under under owned even with the revenge factor, just because people are going to look at that game log and be like, ugh. You know, but uh, yeah, he's 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 the guy I want. He's the guy I want. So uh, Melo is going to be my lock and load on DraftKings. Uh, who's your lock and load on Fanduel, Travis? Yeah, so my uh, my lock and load play over on Fanduel, and I think he's a great price on DraftKings too. Is Ricky Rubio? Uh, he's one of those guys that I I do worry. Maybe he only four X's for me, but he seems like he's safe in cash games, and then has the built in upside for the you know the uh, the five X, the six X, the seven X. He can he can do that kind of stuff. And with Gobert out, I mean, he's just going to get some more uh, more responsibilities against a Cleveland team that struggles against point guards. Uh, you know, a little it gets he gets to go against Jose Calderon too. So maybe there's a little narrative there. Not something I know uh, for sure, but I feel like they. Uh, uh, you know, they've played against each other John, or like friends, right? Uh, you know, there, there's something there. I'm pretty sure uh, between them. So maybe there's a little narrative there, but not only, that, I mean, just the matchup's great. The price is too cheap. And with the guys out and even if favors is out too, right? That'll be a nice boost to him too, because uh, just more shot attempts for Rubio. Uh, so I, I like him a lot in this spot. I think it's a great play. I think he's just a super safe option that I'll lock and load. And I think he's got upside as well. So give me Ricky Rubio for only 4.9 K over on FanDuel. All right, awesome. So that's it. We covered the slate, gave you our lock and loads. Make sure that you give us both a follow on Twitter and shoot over any questions or comments you might have. We love to help. We're always here to give our advice and uh, you know help however we can. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. And make sure you check out his grind down article. Uh, over on the Roto-Grinders content page as well. I'm sure you'll enjoy that, getting some deep insight from his uh, views on the slate. Uh, And that's going to be it for now. We're going to see you guys next weekend. Next weekend, it's almost going to be Christmas time, man. So hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season. Stay in touch. We'll see you guys soon. Peace out, Grinders. Find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. 
We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.